0: Welcome to the More Than Models podcast. Your host is Andreas, the founder of modelmanagement.com.
1: Welcome to More Than Models. In this podcast, I talk with models, influencers, photographers, directors, with managers of brands, advertising agencies, and model agencies and we look behind the scenes of the world's fastest growing modeling platform, modelmanagement.com. My guests and I discuss a wide range of topics such as diversity, dealing with rejection, work-life balance and how technology is changing this industry to become safer and more transparent. Each conversation is packed with insights into this amazing modeling world and I hope you will enjoy this podcast as much as I enjoy making it.
0: it sound right, boy.
1: Welcome to a new episode of More Than Models. My guest today is Ams. Ams is a model, a model coach, and a content creator. And Ams is known because she runs the YouTube channel Model Talk with Ams. Hello Ams, how are you?
0: Hey, hey, thanks for having me. I'm good. How are you doing
1: today? I'm very good, always, and uh, especially (laughs) if I have exciting guests in my podcast.
0: I'm excited to be here.
1: (laughs) So, hello. uh, From Barcelona to London, you're based in London, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And a big, big family. I I just heard before, you, you live there with six or seven siblings, correct?
0: Seven, including myself. We don't all live to, um, in the same house, by the way. <laughs> okay, good. That
1: should have been a big house then in London, probably very expensive. To yeah, have a no, house. we don't live in the same house, no. <laughs> okay, yeah, but it's good to have the family around.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So yeah, originally you're from Nigeria, and you started modeling uh, not so long ago, actually, in 2017. So yeah, you have a lot of experience that you share on the YouTube channel, and we will uh, find out in this podcast. Um, how much you know about this industry and how you how you see it, mm-hmm. but you started relatively late. Um, was 26 or 27? Correct.
0: 27. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, first learning um, model start modeling with the age of 16 only is is old school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, luckily today you can start anytime, any age, any body size, any. Any height um, also in your case you decided to start modeling um, with a not typical height uh, for f- uh, five feet four or 163 centimeters in, in centimeters and i think this goes into the category petite model yeah That correct and commercial commercial modeling so maybe you, you can just start explaining how, how everything started and your like why you started with modeling how you started and and what was your experience or is your experience until now as a model, um, as a commercial model. Whatever you think is important, let us know.
0: Yeah, so um, I started back in 2017, like we mentioned, and it kind of just started as me taking you know pictures and just uploading it. There was this particular picture that I uploaded on Instagram and um, a few people just commented for me to go into modeling. And I think at that point, I had already previously, maybe like a few years ago, I had already, um, you know, I had interest in modelling and just trying to see how it actually operates. So, and growing up, I've always been told to go into modelling, but I kind of just ignored it. So, when I was, <laughs> you know, during, during uni times, I decided to start applying to agencies, but then I saw some of the requirements that was, you know, there and I was like, you know what, this is not for me. So, I closed the laptop and... I didn't do anything about it up until 2017 where um and even then i still wasn't applying to agencies i wanted to go the freelance route um for a very long time so um when i started my journey i was applying to like you know different casting calls on instagram on you know different freelance websites and i think i joined every single freelance website that there was at that point (laughs) just (laughs) to try to build my portfolio because for me that was the most important thing Because I realized that if I had a really good portfolio, eventually I would be able to get, you know, good quality bookings. And that's what I did for a year and a half. I was just focused on building my portfolio. I worked for pretty much free. I worked for products and I worked for images because I knew those, you know, I can use that in my portfolio. Um, And then fast forward to 2018, August 2018, that's really when I started applying to agencies. And within a year, rather within a month of applying to agencies, I got signed to my you know, the first agency who I'm still with till now, and um, in yeah, so it kind of just went on um, like that to be honest with you for a very long time, and then I decided to you know apply to more agencies during lockdown, and now I'm at, I'm on my fifth agency now, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, <laughs> but it's not fi- the fifth agency, kind of one and then the other. You have now five agencies representing you, right?
0: Yes, five agencies in London. Yes,
1: who believe in you and who think that you can work as a. And you, you work as a commercial model for them. So I think the second learning from this podcast and from you, Career, is also very interesting and important. It's like the first phase was a phase of investment. You build up your portfolio, you build up your brand. Um, you recognize that you need good, good photo shootings, photos, uh, so that people can understand, uh, what, what they get when they book ums and, yeah. um, and also you signed up not only to instagram and and looked for opportunities there also to different platforms and and mm-hmm. freelance pages it's it's about basically creating a lot of opportunities working hard as in any job and yeah. and then and then you found the opportunity and that's i think what people often misunderstand in the modeling they think okay i'm i'm pretty And now Mm -hmm. I go to an agency, they (laughs) sign me up, and tomorrow I'm on the cover of Vogue. (laughs) And that doesn't happen, (laughs) usually.
0: (laughs) That is literally, like, not even how it works. If that was the case, I always say, there's a lot of beautiful people on these streets, okay? If that was the case, you know, it would be so easy for everyone to get into the industry. But it takes a lot more than looks, you know, especially now more than ever. Your work ethic one is, like, first to none, you know, so... It's definitely more than looks and now because of commercial modelling it's just so many different opportunities for shorter girls especially and that's really why I started my YouTube channel which I'm sure we're going to get into in a bit but that's really why I started my YouTube channel because I wanted to let people know that they have other opportunities and there's so many different areas of modelling that they can go into without being a tall girl you know so yeah (laughs) it's more than pretty looks.
1: Exactly. And that's, that's a good thing. You, you made it yourself by, yeah, by creating opportunities, working hard. And then you found uh, one agency now, five agencies who work as a commercial model. Um, I think beauty, lifestyle, body parts, there's so many different things to do. Yeah. Is that definitely. right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot. My main focus is beauty. And um, I do parts modeling as well. So parts modeling is essentially just and for me personally, I do hands, legs and feet and teeth and lips. So specific, I know, right? But <laughs> that's what I do. So I think it's about just using playing to your strength. So I know that, OK, I'm a short girl, but that doesn't even matter because I can still do so many different things as a short girl. You know, so it's about just models not focusing on their weakness, if you can call it that, but just focus on what you can actually, what makes you unique and what you can bring to the table. So
1: yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I think it's uniqueness. So yeah, uh, there's no weakness. I mean, uh, if, it depends always how you turn it around. No, I exactly. mean, you you only exactly. weak if you go to the wrong casting. If you are, let's say. Uh, blonde and you go to a casting for dark hair <laughs> it's definitely a weakness to be blonde <laughs> but that doesn't right, mean it's right. a weakness in, as such, it's the same with height with everything and age Exactly, you have to exactly. find the right castings and play to
0: your strengths yes. and,
1: and exactly, and play to your strengths, well said and yeah, what, what I like is and that's I think mainly why you're here because there's a lot of models who have this part of the career covered but then you decided to share your experience and your knowledge with with more people and um, so now you, you work as a model coach, but you also have this YouTube channel, which I would like to start discussing with you. It's called Model Talk with M's. We looked at it. We love it. And um, okay. it's, it's really great. Um, so tell us a bit more about that, how, how that happened and, and what is your plan with it?
0: So with YouTube, it actually happened during lockdown. I feel like <laughs> for the most part, there was no bookings, So everyone was kind of lost. Everyone needed some kind of outlet to, I mean, especially as a creative person, I needed an outlet to just, you know, do things and try to, you know, keep myself busy. So I had the idea of a YouTube channel, maybe the year before, actually, but I didn't do anything about it. But so 2020 was a year that I was like, do you know what? I'm... Get it together and get on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, my main focus for creating that YouTube channel was to not only show um, short models that they can actually still become models and they can focus on the different areas, i.e., parts modeling, lifestyle, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but to show the reality of modeling. And for example, there's a lot of rejections in modeling. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that in the industry. They feel like it's so easy, you know, you just you know, you just look good or you want to be a model and all of a sudden you become a model. <laughs> they don't realize that there's so many different barriers to entry that they may have to face. So for example, one of the things that I do is whenever I get released from a booking, you know, I don't get the booking or I go to a casting and I don't get it, I always let my models know on IG or on or in my YouTube videos, just so that they know that it happens at all every single level or every single different stages of their journey. There's no magic moment where you stop getting rejected. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really a, a key point for me. I I don't just show when I'm on set and when I'm getting bookings. No, I'm going to show you every single part of the journey because I want you to understand that this is, this is the way it's going to look and I want you to know what you're getting yourself into before you get into the industry. Um, um, so that's really my main two focus of my YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, and I like like it, uh, especially what you said about rejection. I just had another guest, I think before, last week, Mm -hmm. who is a producer who works with really celebrity singers and actors and models. And he said, you wouldn't believe that even the most famous model and most famous actor is still going to castings and still has rejections. It's something that never ends. Of course, you have higher chances if you're famous and and you have created an image or a a brand, but it's just part of the game. And that's also why I think uh, one, of your, one of your YouTube videos, which went really big in terms of views, which is called Why Models Get Rejected by Modeling Agencies. Yeah. Uh, found a lot of, <laughs> of applause and interest from the community, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think the reason why that video went um, got more views than my average videos is because I showed a lot of my behind the scene I showed screenshot of when I was getting rejected. So I never wanted it to be like, oh you're just saying that for the sake of saying that. No, I'm showing you that I got rejected. <laughs> <laughs> so there's literally no there's no reason for anyone to feel like oh it's just me. No, it's just no, it's everyone. Everyone feels like that. And I feel like because this side of modeling isn't shared online, people don't see it. So they feel like they are alone in this. Yeah. you know what I mean so yeah that video I mean it's got like 35,000 views, <laughs> views um, at this point of recording a podcast but yeah, yeah. it's literally my I think my biggest viewed um, video on YouTube um, and like I said I just showed I showed the reality and yeah
1: I mean actually um, statistically you get more rejected than accepted Other, oh, anything yeah. else would be would be very surprising so get get ready for it and get prepared for it don't take it personal that's uh that's our next advice in this in this podcast with M's. so um i also uh yeah i wanted to talk about your your model coaching you also do mm-hmm. one-on-one coaching um yeah. can you explain how that works and if somebody's interested how how can how does it start
0: so with my coaching session is essentially if you watch my youtube videos which i always advise anyone wanting to do a coaching session with me i always advise them to watch at least maybe five to ten videos because i like them to understand the one my teaching style and two if they need any one-to-one advice in terms of questions in terms of how they can actually apply this to them then that's where the coaching session comes in. If you want the generic information, you can watch my YouTube video. But if you want me to tailor what I'm saying to you specifically, and go through some of the challenges that you might be going um, that you may be going through right now, then that's where you can book the session. So it's essentially going through, you know, how to actually start working with photographers in terms of how to speak to photographers, what to say to them when you reach out to them. Of course, how to get signed in terms of. Um, you know, the kind of images that you need to be uploading, the kind of images that you need to be sending to agencies. And of course, during the session as well, I also... You know, review your digital so that you're sending the right digital to the right agencies because that's one of the biggest problems as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, we go through agency contracts as well. What to look out for in your agency contract? Are you going to be signed exclusively or non-exclusively? So we really go like it's a deep dive conversation, and that can go from anywhere between the sixty-minute session or a ninety-minute uh, minute session, which is all on my you know on my website. Mm-hmm. And of course, we talk about the freelance um, session as well again, which is different to the agency depending on what route you're trying to take, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's what the sessions um, are there for, and it's available on my website
1: um, well. What is your website?
0: So my website is amodathassan.com. So that's my full name, amodathassan.
1: amodathassan.com. We will put it in yeah. the notes, in the sh- uh, as well as your Instagram and your profile, modelmanagement.com. So anybody's interested to see, and also, of course, a YouTube channel, anybody that's interested to see AMS and to book a one-on-one coaching or... Get familiar with the YouTube channel. Check her out on Instagram on modelmanagement.com. Of course, photographers or brands who are interested to in book the beautiful model <laughs> from London—that's um, the way how how to find her. Yes. So um, back to to the agencies. Uh, I think another interesting topic, which I hear a lot, uh, like a lot of questions and discussions about, is what is the right approach towards having an agency. Uh, and being a freelance at the same time or signing mm-hmm. exclusively to an agency or having like you in your case five agencies and be a freelance model maybe you can explain a bit from your perspective why yeah. you have five agencies why this works for you and and what what to have in mind
0: yeah I think when you sign into the agency I mean like I said we go through the contracts and we go through the details of the contracts in the session but the first thing, one of the first things is to look for your exclusivity. So are you exclusive of the agency or are you non-exclusive? So if you're exclusive, basically just means that you can only sign to that agency, um, whether within the city or just within the within the country. So you want to be really careful what the agency's exclusivity terms are. And as far as um, for it is non-exclusive, it just basically means that you can sign to as many agencies as you want. Um, And you can also do freelancing. So some agencies can be quite lenient, even though you are assigned to them exclusively. They can be quite lenient and they can still allow you to do freelance work. Right. So, again, it really just there's no one um, one size fits all when it comes to modeling. It depends on the individual agencies. Um, As far as myself, I do both freelancing and I do obviously agencies work as well. And why I have five agencies, to be honest with you, I this doesn't, this isn't always the case, but sometimes when you have multiple agencies, it can help you get more work. But I do understand that that's not always the case because sometimes you are assigned to multiple agencies and they don't get you anything. So again, it is down to the model. <laughs> that That's the first thing. It's down to the model. And of course, it's down to the agency. If they believe in you, if they have a vision for you, and if you guys are actually aligned, um, I'm fortunate that my agency, they get my vision, they get what I'm trying to do. They know the kind of bookings that I don't want to do and they know the c- kind of bookings that I'm open to. So we are both aligned and we understand what we're trying to take, you know, this journey. So it really just depends um, on your you and your agency's um, relationship. And I always advise models to try to build that relationship with their agencies just because it's easier when you're trying to explain things to them. They get you, you get them. You know, of course, we're human beings, we're going to (laughs) clash, you know, but at the end of the day, your agency needs to have a vision for you and you, most importantly, need to have a vision for yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do understand that uh, for most of the models, it's definitely convenient to to go for freelance because you can always have opportunities directly coming to you, be it through Instagram or through a platform like ours, like com, Mm -hmm. where just some clients, especially photographers or some brands, just decide... They want to go directly to the model um, and also understand that agencies are good because they have their own customers who like the service of the agencies and the service is to find the right models. So the more models they have uh, and the better they know them, the better they can work as well. So I think the mix makes totally sense. To whom would you recommend to do an exclusive contract that doesn't allow you to work with any other agency or even as a freelance?
0: In terms of the model?
1: Yeah. Ooh, well, what, is the, think, what is the advantage of it? I mean, why should somebody do it? Because it means you close yourself to any other opportunity. And in yeah. which case you would say that's okay to do.
0: That's a good question. I think if you know that the agency... The thing is, it's so weird because the agency can't guarantee you any bookings. And by the way, guys, for everyone listening, anyone that does guarantee you anything, no. It's a no-no. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So... The, um, the agency can't guarantee you anything, right? So it's always a weird one when models are like, oh, should I sign exclusively to an agency or not? And I'm like, my, uh, my response is, if you do want to sign exclusively to an agency, sign it for one year. Start off with one year, right? And see how that goes. Do you understand? Because what you don't want to do is sign a three or five-year contract exclusively, <laughs> right? You can't do freelance bookings. You can't get any other agency, Right. And you're stuck for three to five years. You don't want that. So the minimum, the minimum that you and rather the maximum that you want to do when you're starting out with exclusive agencies is to start off with one year, you know, and then see how it goes. And if you don't get any bookings with them, unfortunately, that's very unfortunate. But at least you know that, you know what, in the next coming year, I need to start seeing how I'm going to exit. What is my exit plan, basically? And you need to speak to your agency about this stuff. But even when you're signed within that one year, don't just sign and be quiet. And again, I always tell models, don't be a quiet model because that's one thing you don't want. Because it, so many agencies have so many models on their books. So you need to be memorable. You need to give an agency a reason to remember you. That sounds so weird because you're like, uh, they signed me for a reason, right? Which I get, but agencies have hundreds of people on their books. So if you're a model that don't speak, if you're a model that's super quiet, you don't say anything, you just wait around, then the agency is most likely forgotten about you. As hard as that sound, that is to hear is the truth, you know. So you have to also be an active model. Do you understand? You have to speak to your agency, what minimum, at least once or twice a month, just so that you can, they can see that you're actually putting in the work. You know, so that they can see that you're doing collaborations, you're tagging them in the pictures and all this other stuff that we have to do as models. You know, so that uh, would be my advice. On that.
1: <laughs> be loud and be yeah, yeah, um, don't Distinguish require. from the rest because there's so many <laughs> people out there who are looking so for opportunities and you have to be better and faster and louder.
0: Exactly. So many people. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. And signing to an agency doesn't guarantee any kind of success on this journey. So it's just so important to put yourself in the best situation possible.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, be careful, as you said, uh, with agencies who guarantee you something. Uh, mm. Be careful with an exclusive contract uh, for too long, especially, and be careful if an agency asks for a payment upfront mm. for mm. something. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to be. I talked with this about about this topic with Miriam, who's also a model coach from Germany. She's one of the. Mm-hmm already published podcast if somebody is interested to hear her point yeah. about it uh, i guess you know each other at least from the name she um she made it also a chapter about like investing the career and yes it's true you have to invest you have to invest in getting a nice portfolio and maybe a model coaching with you or her um yeah it's it's not something that that works without investment but be careful because of course there's many companies and agencies out there who know that and who try to take advantage Advances. and they ask you like, okay, first of all, to be registered in our agency, you have to pay 2,000 um, pounds and then we can talk and that's absolutely not necessary. There's nothing, no, normally agencies, when they believe in you, they take you into their um, database and and um, present you without any payment. The only thing that you might pay is... photo shooting that they organize and then they can ask you if you want to pay it or not and you can decide um but there's absolutely no obligation to do that correct
0: absolutely i literally made oh my gosh i literally i've made so many videos about this at this point because just last week as in on friday i had a model reach out to me about an agency telling her to pay 50 pounds per month and 500 pounds for one time you know to sign with them and this doesn't even sound right so i'm glad that she didn't even you know go forward with it but there's so many scams even till now so so many scams that you know but because models especially aspiring models coming into the industry they don't know better because obviously it sounds in their head probably legit but (laughs) this is why we and any other model coach out there any other experienced model out there, this is why we have to actually say, speak up about this kind of stuff, because it's so important that models, obviously, yes, we do have to invest in our portfolio in all these different areas, but not when it comes to signing to an agency. If an agency believes in you, they will sign you, and eventually you will have to put money, you may have to put money towards your portfolio, but like you said, that's not even a, it's not always a thing where it's like a must, you know, so it just depends on the agency. But as for getting signed, no. No. Run, <laughs> run. <laughs> yeah,
1: but also I would like to clarify in my in my own interest, but also in the interest um, of yeah of anybody who who believes in community power and and these kind of things that we also get a lot of complaints because we do have a, a paid subscription on our platform. The I mean in general it's free, um, but you can upgrade to a premium and then you pay between ten to fifteen a month or ninety nine a year, but. That's because we also pay a lot of money to Facebook and Google, so that we, that our <laughs> models are shown to the brands and photographers, and get mm-hmm. jobs. We we pay lawyers to, to design contracts for the community, that so that everyone can take advantage. So it's that kind of okay. If you if you want this, you can save a lot of individual money because you can take advantage of the community, and use mm-hmm. the tools from such a platform. Um, you can then say, yeah, but but on Instagram it's also free. Yes and no. I mean, it's for free, but they pay. You pay with your with your data. So at the end, yeah, you don't pay money, but uh, Facebook mm-hmm. makes a lot of money with your data and your pictures and all the content you create. We don't do that. So um, I think it's it still applies that there's no need to pay anything. Uh, nobody should should force you to pay anything to start a career. We also don't do that. But if you understand there's an option where you can improve because you get more visibility or better photos, then I think as another profession, you have to invest, but think about it and make a reasonable decision.
0: That's it. That's all it comes down to, reasonable decisions. As long, <laughs> as, you don't, as, long as you don't pay for an agency to sign to an agency, everything else, you can see it as some kind of investment that will um, help you on your journey, you yeah. know, so...
1: Yeah. But by the way, I mean, I have to admit, uh, I promote a bit modelmanagement.com right now, but just we talk about it and about the photo portfolio. We just launched, last Friday, we launched a marketplace. You can have a look at it. And then the marketplace allows um, photographers to offer photo shootings for models and, um, and models can book them directly, which is good because then you have a choice between different photographers. You can see the prices, you can see their offer and, uh, and what you get and you can compare and, and mm-hmm. of course, afterwards you can comment and, and review if it's good. And that's again a community power where you have many more options. You're not forced to do one and you also have the power to strike back. If something doesn't go right by a bad mm-hmm. review or the country also help photographers to do more and other models to find the right photographers by a good review. Yeah. Makes sense. You would have loved to have that, no? A couple of years ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I guess. <laughs> I feel like things are. I mean, to be honest, i have only been in the industry coming up to five years, but things will probably be easier, like if you know this kind of stuff were there. <laughs> yeah,
1: and we will offer, of course, uh, your one-on-ones on this marketplace. So uh, I think it's it's good for any kind of vertical specialized people who have something to offer to models or to photographers who work with models. So I think it's mm-hmm. a, hopefully it's something helpful for the community. This is what we want. So mm-hmm. now it gets back to M's the model coach. Your, your, your full name is Amudat Hassan. Yeah. And that's also why your website is amudathassan.com. And you can find yes. all the services you offer on that website. Um, yeah. We talked about the, the agencies and, and your career. And I touch Based a lit on the commercial modeling, and I would like to go deeper into that. Like maybe you can explain with your experience uh, how to uh, the difference between commercial modeling and fashion modeling, and why beauty, in your case, is in the f- commercial modeling and not in the f- uh, like why fashion beauty is not together. Like why is beauty more in a commercial category?
0: The reason that though in my in my explanation, um, the reason that I put... Well, mainly people put beauty on the um, commercial is just because we're selling a product, you know, um, and you don't have to have any specific height to be a beauty model, you know what I mean? There's no requirement to be a beauty model, you know, no. so you just need to you be... To be beauty- <laughs>
1: beautiful. I beautiful. <mean,
0: laughs> <laughs> I mean, what does that even mean in this day and age, though? Like, it's so weird because... It's one brand can see this as beautiful and another brand can see this as beautiful, right? So it really just depends on the brand, to be honest with you. But generally, anything that anything that you're selling in terms of products and, you know, again, with parts modeling, that goes on the um, um, commercial modeling as well. Because um, we the focus is the product. You know, yeah. the focus is the thing that you're selling. If it's a um, skincare brand, the focus is the skincare that, you know, they're selling. So all mm-hmm. these things are not restricted to height. You know, whereas fashion modelling, especially for example, runway modelling, there is restriction. There is why is it? I think you have to be five nine, minimum as a female to be a runway model, and um, five eleven minimum to be a male runway model. So you can imagine most people are not this high. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's for a certain percentage of people. Whereas commercial modelling eliminates all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, but I would so I would many... probably then, so, sorry to interrupt you, I would probably then say this is high fashion, what you described, like the big, big high fashion brands. I, I see more and more like e-commerce and, and fashion um, labels who are very open to have other model types as well on the runway.
0: Oh yeah, N- now it's becoming a lot more, a lot more, um, what do you call it? I guess diverse, diverse. if you will, um, but... I guess, yeah, in the, in terms of high fashion, you do have to have those restrictions. Um, but in terms of, like, local fashion modelling, I mean, yeah, of course, you can be, quote-unquote... I mean, you still need to be tall, maybe not as tall as high fashion models, but you still need to probably be, like, at least five, six, five, seven to be able to do um, uh, runway modelling. But in terms of, like, you know, editorial and all that kind of stuff, then those don't really have limitations because, you know...
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, again, I think that the limitations, uh, even in high fashion, will rather fade out, and um, it will be more diverse. And there's some brands who started it already. I mean, we all know that in the in the commercial, also Dove was one of the first brands to include plus-size models, and this was like really strange. And now it's quite common to see that. We had a brand uh, in my in one of my podcasts um, who who started to to use plus-size models for runway in a fashion week and. Uh, in new york i think and they had to discuss with the people the organizers because first of all they didn't want that and um mm. and at the end they, they achieved it luckily uh, to also have like plus size models on the runway this a couple of years ago but luckily there's a transformation and we see more and more diversity and I'm, and I'm sure this will also uh, be the case with with the height it, yeah. it must be because i mean we want to see things on people that are like us and still beautiful and not only um, think that you have to be that tall to look pretty.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think even the last fashion week, I saw some plus-size models. Again, this was obviously high fashion, but I saw some plus-size models um, on there as well. So I did mention this on IG that I have seen a change just in terms of from the past decade alone. (laughs) There's definitely been a change in the fashion industry. Um, Is not as diverse, if I'm being honest, as we would like it to be, but <laughs> there's been a change and we can acknowledge that.
1: Yes. And talking about change, another topic that you also touched base in your YouTube channel and, and it, I touched base it in your introduction because I said you're a model, a model coach and a content creator. And I think content mm-hmm. creation, um, you can you do it anyway. Everybody does it with an Instagram uh, channel because you have to create content every day to get more likes and more followers. Um, But you also proposed content creation uh, to monetize. And we also see that trend in our platform, more and more jobs
0: Mm -hmm. out
1: there from brands uh, who who just want the content. So they cast models not to come to a shooting, they cast models and then they send them the product and then they have to create the content. Can you explain that a bit more like in your case and why you brand yourself as content creator?
0: Yeah. So I recently made a video where I talk about the different ways that models can make money and the different ways that, you know, models currently make money. And one of it is actually, obviously, content creation. And the reason I mentioned that is because more and more models are starting to see that they can actually be diverse when it comes to modeling. Um, As long as you have a phone and you have decent lighting, you can create content, you know? So not only do I, the reason why I call myself a content creator is not only do I create content on YouTube and on Instagram, I also now going into the, I guess, beauty side of things, I want to create um, content for beauty brands. Um, whereas they will send me their product and I will, you know, using my video production skills from YouTube, I would, you know, create the, um, uh, the video, edit the video, add, you know, the brand's touch and branding and all that stuff and then send it to them so that's the stuff and obviously with that as well i do parts modeling so if i have to you know use my hands in the product that's part of modeling as well for me so it Mm -hmm. just kind of goes hand in hand with what i already do um so obviously once that is done i would now send over the video to the brand and yeah. again, you can get paid in bulk for that. So I'm trying to build up build up my portfolio in that um, aspect as well. So yeah, I think just generally, more, more models should go into content creation. Um, I guess influencing as well. That's not really my lane, but the more content creation part is my, you know, is my thing. Um, yeah. So yeah.
1: I believe in that as uh, probably the fastest growing part of the modeling industry. Uh, models who know how to create content, because. For brands, it's super convenient. They find the person they want to have in front of the camera in the in the video or in the photo, and if this person can do the content itself, it's super fast, agile, probably more cost-effective for both sides, and um, it makes it makes totally sense. And sending products over, especially beauty and fashion products, is so easy with e-commerce right now. Um, and yeah, and you have. You have worked on that. You have, I mean, you have to look for sure, but then uh, you practiced in front of the camera, which also is something that is work. So mm-hmm. setting the light, uh, knowing where to put the camera, which distance, which height, yeah. uh, which background, uh, how yeah. to lighten the space, and but it's just so, so many tutorials out there, and you can just try it and error and do it. And again, everybody does TikTok and and Instagram does know it anyway, and um, it's just now to find companies who pay you for that.
0: I think that makes more sense
1: (laughs) than just doing it for getting more likes. Um, Mm -hmm. And it depends on your preference, but I prefer to get paid with money (laughs) than with likes. Absolutely,
0: forget the likes. One of the things that, um, so the way that I, the direction that I took with this is because obviously when it comes to things like this, I always tell models, whether it's modeling or whatever freelance game you're in, I always tell models to learn before they try to earn. If you don't know something, you need to get, you need to understand it at least the basics before you even get paid. Do you understand? Absolutely. Just to take it back to freelancing, if you are a model and you just started modelling last week, you cannot expect to get paid today. (laughs) Like that's a good one. That's a good one.
1: And with content creation, even more. And I would, I mean, maybe we can, we can work together on a tutorial from M's how to, uh, the basics about video content creation. And post-production, mm. what kind of tools you need and whatever. And then maybe you can do one-on-ones as well to help that because it's a, yeah, it's an own science. It's not super difficult, but it's something <laughs> you have to, to get into and to practice. You to um, so you you do that as well, no? You After the nice recording of the footage and then you, you do the editing as well.
0: Everything on my end. And this is, the reason that I obviously is, I guess, quote-unquote, a bit easier for me is because I've been doing YouTube for coming up to two years now. So... That I've learned that aspect of it but when it comes to working with brands what I did and what I'm doing is because again I do believe in um, learn before you earn what I did is I reached out to a few brands and I said you know what I'm gonna make this um, 15 to 40 second video for you because obviously I'm focused on Instagram videos so I'm gonna make this video for you send me the product and I will do it for free for you and I will send it over to you right Mm. and I've done that too. I sent like I think, eight different emails to different brands, beauty brands specifically. Only two responded, but I've now sent that video over to them. And, you know, I'm sure they would, um, what do you call it, through word of mouth, they might refer me to someone else and someone else might refer me to someone else. And this is how it kind of works. But I genuinely believe in the process of just learning the basics first. Right, understanding what you're trying to actually do, because you can't expect to, for someone to pay you where you don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, whether exactly.
1: that's, you, don't, you know, no whether more that's lose modeling their time. or yeah, Right. Exactly. Sure. So you but, need to be. But ems, I mean, you should really, you should really uh, look at the castings we have. There's so many uh, brands, like beauty brands, fashion brands, who are looking for. Like, you don't have to send them the video; they don't respond. They're looking for people like you and um, and want. I have a description already. What kind of video they want? So I think it's it's really happening out there that, that brands understand that this is a very convenient way to get uh, to get content from people that can select from from the look they like, um, whatever they do. So I think it's yeah. it's a trend that is very very big, and um, but what is not depending on the trend is depending on everybody individually is getting ready <laughs> to make the right quality, learning it. That's the thing, exactly. learn the learn skills and, and Absolutely. work on it. Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I think I can just recommend to look at the YouTube channel Model Talk with M's. Go through five to ten or all videos. It's, it's worth it if you're interested. Um, also, any photographer or producer who's out there who's scared now that M's and the other models taking away their work, no that's not the case <laughs> content creation just to give some stats in the last 10 years i think the the, the amount of content that goes out there and all these channels tv print uh, youtube has increased by a factor of 15 plus so 15 times more content is needed uh, compared to 10 years ago and this means um there's more work for everybody there's more content needed done by production companies more by photographers but additionally now also models have the opportunity to directly create content for certain brands for certain cases that's a new opportunity the good news for models is however it's a production company or a photographer or yourself the model in front of a camera is always needed (laughs) because unless we think about ai modeling i don't know if you have you ever looked at something like this uh it's not our main topic but just curious your opinion like um Avatar or AI created uh, 3D models. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> that's
0: that's very controversial.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. But I like controversial things. <laughs>
0: very controversial. Um, what's my opinion on it? I mean, we can all agree that it takes jobs away from the actual models. Um, I mean, to an extent, it can. But I understand both arguments of models not wanting that to happen. Um, and I understand that brands is convenient for brands, so I get it. It's just obviously as a model, then no, I don't agree with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe with my stats, um, you can accept it because I believe this will also be part of our yeah, of, of the reality yeah. of of modeling that we will have 3D generated or AI generated models. But it's also on your a percentage, And as this market is increasing so much, so much more content needed by any kind of company. Think about it. I mean, mm. 10 years ago, only the big, big companies could afford to, to use content for advertising. Right now, any little company has a social media channel and does Facebook ads, whatever. So it's increasing, increasing. And if it's increasing by 10 times and 10% of this goes to AI models there's still nine times more work than before so I
0: mean, I don't worry
1: <laughs> just yeah, don't don't be afraid about these things I think they, they happen find your yeah. own market focus on your strength and uh, I think what you do is unique no AI model can do that and there's a market out there yeah all right, sure. good. I think a good conclusion. Win-win, all happy. <laughs> um, and now we come to the final part of the podcast. One is uh, our question from the last guest and from you to the next guest. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer to answer the question from the last guest or do you want to start with your question?
0: Uh, I will answer first.
1: All right, so get ready. I hope that my producer Irene, Irene <laughs> prepared you a bit for it because sometimes it's not so easy. Um, but you also seem to be very spontaneous. So here's a question. If you had one wish, and the guest insisted, only one for the future, what would it be?
0: Just one wish, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Probably, I'm going to be selfless here, so it would probably be that my loved ones are in their best state possible, just in terms of mental, spiritual, um, everything that they're trying to achieve so that would be my one wish
1: fantastic I think i I agree to that one as well for myself yeah. I mean the um, the guest who who did this question said get one one if one wish is to get ten more wishes <laughs> it's excluded oh. <laughs> and it's greedy so you didn't you didn't get into that tramp I'm happy so I think your yeah. answer is really... Really nice, talks a lot about you, who you are, your soul, what's important in your life. And yeah. we love that. This is more than models, and we love models like M's. Um, and that's why also now you can ask your question to the next guest.
0: Okay, so my question for the next person would be if you had to go back, what would you change from your younger younger days, younger, you know, when you're 18, 19, 20? What
1: would you change in your younger years good one i would have to think about it (laughs) Uh, so hopefully the next guest is spontaneous or gets a preparation from from irene our producer so um if you could change something uh, that you did or at your age of 18 what would it be? What is, is, if my next guest is 18?
0: <laughs> okay, then when you're younger than that, <laughs> <laughs> 10 okay. or 12. The thing is, how much
1: can you change? But yeah, I think the next guest is is not is a bit older than 18. So. Okay,
0: that's fine. <laughs>
1: okay, last part. My uh, yeah, I don't know. It's my favorite, one of my favorites, mm-hmm. as um, sohappy.org moment. So um, you guess. I guess you're familiar with it because I hope you listen to the one or the other episodes Mm -hmm. of my podcast for the ones who are here for the first time just explaining it. This is a project you can find it on so-happy.org and um, it's about being grateful. I think the headline is be grateful now and this, on this website it offers you to say thank you to somebody that you think you missed it to say in the moment and you're grateful for in a video. (coughs) Upload it and and then they send it in uh, your behalf with some nice addition to this person to surprise the person when they get this this video. It it does a job. I've seen it many times how uh, how we, how people reacted with tears, with big smiles, and really touched emotionally. They also offer to upload a picture and write a text, and then they send a postcard to the person. And um, yeah, I think the the basis that we that being grateful is good for for yourself because you appreciate. You, you're aware and appreciate what you have, but also expressing it makes other people happy. So mm-hmm. now let's see how Ams does uh, that job and makes yourself happy and somebody else and who she selects. But before you do that, Ams, I say goodbye, goodbye to everybody in this podcast and goodbye to you. Thank you very much for this wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed it. And I'm sh- I think you gave a lot of super valid advice for, for the community and I wish you good luck with all your different uh, modeling, model coaching, content creation. Thank you. And, and I wish that your, your wish that you have for your loved ones also comes through. They're all healthy yes. and happy. Yes. And I say goodbye. And now it's the moment of Ems to be grateful.
0: So I am grateful for my friend, Vanessa. She's been through, <laughs> she's been with me through just this past four years not just professionally in terms of modeling, um, just personally as well, we share a lot together. Um, and she's also a freelance freelancer, so she's into the web design stuff. So we understand the freelance game and we understand the self-employment game and we just, we get each other. So she's just been the best, the best friend that I can ask for. So I'm super grateful for Vanessa. And that was all for today. Don't forget to rate the episode if you liked it and stay tuned for what's coming
1: next.